Push a shout back again for another show. Brexit edition. Yeah, political. We're going Trump on this one. I'm voting Trump in the referendum, I think. I'm voting Hillary for the Brexit. For the I'm remaining. See, with, that's why I'm I never liked you. Her. I remain with her. Very good. Well All right. this is a disaster. Topical um, I discussed the topical. <laughs> we Sorry. do. There's no choice. Uh so E three is over. And all the big bombs have dropped. Um, so, we played Overwatch. <laughs> I don't know. And that's There's... the podcast. Yeah, good night, everybody. Good episode, everyone. Yeah, I bought, I bought Overwatch. And, uh, guys, he likes it. I do, I do like it. I still stand by everything I said about it, but I like it. Yeah. I enjoy playing it. it uh, it's definitely got flaws. That is okay. I guess we can just discuss Overwatch because it has flaws, but not a lot of gameplay flaws. <laughs> not 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 yeah. really stuff that matters. Uh, yeah. So last time we talked about Overwatch, I had played a lot of it, and you had not. You, did you even play yeah, the beta? I hadn't played any of okay, it. Okay, so we can actually discuss Overwatch then for the first time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much depth I want to go into it, but we'll see. We'll just start talking about it. It's a podcast. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Initial impressions. What sticks out at you? What's um, different from what you thought it would be like? What's exactly the same hmm. as what you thought it would be like? I would say it's it's very similar to what I thought it was. Uh, but I'd, I'd say the thing that surprised me the most was how... How much it feels like, okay, the harder I try, the better I can do at this. I thought it would be a little bit more of a level playing field with a little less... <laughs> <laughs> with a little less emphasis based on like how much are you thinking about strategy and and how skilled are you um it's still i mean it's a very casual game it has a very low uh level of entry yeah but but most of the most of the classes or heroes or whatever you want to call them uh feel like okay you can get i could get really really good at this and just and just clean house yeah that's um, one of the best parts so that's of that feeling. It's got a yeah. low skill floor, but that doesn't always preclude a high skill ceiling. Mm-hmm. There's some. There are some. There. Not all heroes are created equal. That and, is very uh, true. There's some of them. I. I. I said while we were playing last night. I said this game would be better without Widowmaker. I stand by that. I. I think that she is. She's one of the most boring heroes. That's she's for boring, sure. and she's and she serves no purpose that another character can't fill. I think she's just overpowered and not fun. Uh, well, getting killed by her does not feel good. I definitely don't think she's overpowered. I think, you know, you have to... In unlike hands, Hanzo, unlike Hanzo, her bullets are the size of a bullet instead true. of a the giant refrigerator getting launched. At least launched. Hanzo's thing is a projectile, so like you have to leave your target and stuff, yeah, but you can still yeah. get super lucky and, and get some easy shots. But um, Still, though, I think that even though I hate playing Widowmaker, um, and really never would. I did in the beta for a bit, but then I just got immediately bored of it. I played because it for a little while, but yeah, I got so bored. And, and also, like, I'm not super good at it. it it's hard. 
she's hard to play because the characters, most of the characters move so fast, and mm-hmm. it's hard to, like, it's just hard to hit them. I'm used to Counter-Strike. Uh, so I'm not very good at her, but some people are incredibly good. Some people have that twitchy aim where they can just... Yeah, and like we got we we were playing against one team that just got completely carried by their sniper, because it was like yep. you step out and you get headshot, and and that sucks. It just sucks. Uh, it's hard to counter. I know there are counters, but it's hard. That uh, I think it's kind of raw skill. Is one of the best arguments for her inclusion, though, is even though she's very boring, almost as boring as Soldier Seventy Six, she does force the other team to play in a certain way. So, I, I kind of do appreciate characters that force you to change your positioning. The map um, design is good enough that, yeah, oh yeah. that a sniper doesn't just ruin it for you. But I, I, I've always been biased against snipers. I, I didn't like the sniper in Team Fortress 2. I don't like snipers in Call of Duty or Halo. Like, I always feel like sniping is one of those things where like, when someone gets good at it, it just isn't fun to play against them. Uh, so, it's, that sucks. This is a bit of a tangent, but... Uh, when I was like 14 um, and was like holed up in my room sick uh, god I remember playing on this server this custom TF2 server called Tally's Smoke Shack and it was a deathmatch server and I don't know if you played this map you probably have at some point where it's just like um, a big column almost with space in the middle and then there's like some rafters that cross between is it a custom made map it I is a custom made map in, i never played those in okay two, well never maybe someone remembers this map it was a fairly popular one where it's just basically empty space in between and like windows on different floors and it was just everybody was a sniper everybody played sniper except like for the few people who went spy but it, it was a nightmare but it was completely mindless fun and lots of people yelling at each other. And uh, also, if you like got an engineer in there somehow, you could completely lock down their side. And yeah. they would just have to try for hours to get out of it. It was fun. But uh, yeah, I just remember playing so many hours of Sniper on that. And I, the Sniper in TF2 is more fun. I, I don't know. It's, he's just... The headshots feel like headshots. In Overwatch, you can, like, headshot a Roadhog and nothing happens. He just sure. keeps walking. And you either kill somebody or there's absolutely no reaction. I think uh, the bullets in TF2, they would actually, like, slow you down a little bit. Right? And getting hit in Team Fortress 2 in general slows you down quite a bit. Yeah, nothing like that happens in Overwatch. Unless it's a very specific weapon, you can just keep yeah. moving around at normal speed. So it doesn't really feel all that great to snipe. So... Yeah. yeah, Widowmaker, <laughs> from me, but um, I think she adds something. She's just, to me, yeah, to me, she's just not fun to play with or against. Hanzo, I can deal with. Widowmaker, I can't. Um, I don't know. Hanzo is bullshit, though. Watching a fucking kill cam where he doesn't even aim at you and gets a headshot, that kind of thing, it, it's totally broken. I saw. I Hanzos like, uh, do the peak shit where they just yeah. poke out, poke out, yeah. and you can't do anything about it. I saw a, uh, I saw a video of a someone playing Widowmaker actually and they had the the visor where you could see through walls and there's a Hanzo and he was doing that peek thing you're talking uh, about and they were good. waiting for him to peek but he just shoots and, and he's clearly behind the corner you can see him through the, th- the wall he shoots you see the arrow go by the head and then dead uh, yeah the projectiles uh, are that's one terrible. of my least favorite things about the game is how generous they are with yeah. 
with I the aim. For, like, I get it for a lot of the projectiles, especially the ones that look big, but with his, it's it's absurd. Um, yeah. He would be underpowered if it weren't for that. Like they, they just need to balance him in some way that isn't completely unfair. But anyway. The Huntsman uh, already did it better in TF2. I think the sniper rifle and the bow and arrow were more fun in TF2. I know that it doesn't quite yeah. fit with Overwatch how slow it is, but you know it had a sense of weight to it, and you felt good when you actually got the headshot with that bow. But anyway, yeah. those are the snipers. Who who do you find yourself playing the most? Um, it changes day by day. I I, I started playing a lot of Zenyatta yesterday and liking that a lot. Uh, he's fun. He's very. You have to be on your shit. You have to be totally engaged. Uh, keeping yourself alive and constantly healing and healing your teammates and doing the discord orbs on the enemies and you do a lot of damage with your own attack too yeah so it's just you're constantly doing stuff with that character and i i like that i like feeling like i'm having to multi-manage and when i'm doing well i feel like i'm helping the team a ton um so that's that's a fun one that's he's very difficult but he's fun uh he's it's very easy to play a bad zenyatta there's this guy we play with all the time Bobby, God bless your heart, but you're a fucking idiot. And uh, basically, he insists on playing Zenyatta all the time, every map, no questions. Like, even if we really need a Lucio on, like, a King mm-hmm. of the Hill, gotta go Zenyatta, because this one time I played Zenyatta, and we won. Yeah. So, and he has no idea how to manage any of what you were describing. Um, <laughs> just, you know, doesn't heal you, kind of just runs around aimlessly, trying to get kills with the shotgun charged up thing yeah which i almost never use yeah you you zenyatta requires some some finesse yeah he's kind of a cool character yeah very it's it's yeah he's very difficult um and i like that i I, on the easier side of things i like the uh i don't remember his name lucio well i like lucio and he is easier um he's he's far less involved uh but uh and I do play a lot of him, but uh, just because I feel like I'm being really helpful. <laughs> oh yeah. Lucio. But uh, uh, the grenade launcher, Junkrat. Man, Junkrat is a lot of fun. He Very, is. I, I mean, I almost hesitate to call him easy. It's it is. I mean, if you want to do well with him, it's a challenge. But uh, it's you're less getting meat you're, shots you're, with him is hard. You don't but... multitask with him. You know, that's you're, true. You're, you're focused on what you're doing, but, but that doesn't make him a worse character. I, I like him a lot. I've, I played a lot of him. Um, I think he really shines on like payload maps and um, King of the Hill mm-hmm. because like on payloads you have to really obviously you can just spam grenades and that'll kind of work but uh, when you try to figure out how can I angle this to get behind the payload where they are yeah. or how can I shoot this into the hill to make it bounce into the center where they are he's yeah there's some thought to him. Yeah, and I liked Demo Man a lot in Team Fortress 2 as well. Like towards the end of my Team Fortress 2 days, I was playing almost nothing but Demo Man. I liked him a lot. I Demo Man um, was my least favorite class really? in that game. Yeah. I love Demo Man. Besides um, like Engineer, but uh I actually kind of liked Engineer too. I, I I don't really like the Engineer class in Overwatch that much. Uh, I played him like once and I didn't want to again. Yeah, just just I don't feel like there's a lot of fun to be had there. Um I uh, discovered I wish Diva was good. But she sucks. She's terrible. So if they give her a bit of a buff, I would play more of her because I think it's very fun. I think uh, they did. Like before you started, McCree was ludicrously overpowered. Yeah, I heard about that. He could do a flashbang, six shots, and then roll, get all his ammo back, six more shots, and kill any character in the game, guaranteed. 
So that doesn't happen anymore. And apparently they buffed Diva around the same time, but I can't even tell. She sucks. Uh, she's terrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I've enjoyed a lot of the characters, and I don't stick with one. I I I kind of change to whatever I'm feeling like and whatever I feel like the team needs, and and I kind of have fun playing most of them. So be cool. Yeah, I discovered that Reaper is the easiest class in the game to play. By far. I, like, never played Reaper until, like, I last night. I still haven't night. played Reaper. And, well, one, he's so funny. But two, he's... You turn your brain off completely, and that's how you play him. You just teleport behind people. You don't even have to click the button multiple times, I discovered. You can just hold it down, and it'll mm -hmm. auto-fire at the maximum possible rate. Mm -hmm. And you just drag your cursor along with them, and you kill people. And then if you ever feel in danger, you just press shift and run away. It's, that's it's the, only the thing easiest I, class in the game, by far. That's the only thing I don't like about Reaper, is that it, it, that invincibility thing is absurd. I think that that thing is way too good. Uh, at least with May, like she has a very similar ability that gets her out of trouble. But, but she can stuck. only... Yeah, exactly. Reaper can just run away. But Reaper, yeah, there's no, it's, there's no downside. It's so fun to punish bad Reapers. Good Reapers will always, like, retreat to safety. But bad Reapers will try to, like, slip around and be all, you know, clever about it. But if you just walk with him, then there's nothing they can do. And their invisibility lays off. Like, if you're McCree and a Reaper tries to escape from you like that, you just walk next to him and wait. And then you flashbang and kill him. Well. Like we said, in the in the in good hands, a lot of these characters do feel like, Jesus Christ, this is overpowered. Uh, I haven't I haven't played enough of the game to figure out what what really is broken. Um, I don't think there's much or anything. I mean, from what I've heard, it just seems like it's 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 okay balanced. I mean, there's stuff that people complain about and everything like, but it, yeah, it, it's it's a well designed game, and I'm having fun with it. Uh, Bastion, people complained a lot about him early on. Yeah. And I don't think he was actually nerfed. I think people just figured out how to deal with it. Because yeah. I, I see a lot less of him lately. And when I do, it's never really, like, a, a, more of a problem than I've anyone else. I've never had a problem with Bastion. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten fucked by him. Don't don't get me wrong. Like, I've seen almost entire teams wiped by him. But he, but it, it seems like he deserved it. You know, like, um, if it's well played and he positions himself well, then sure. But uh, for the most part, it seems fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fun game. I have less free time lately, and it's a it's a kind of game where I could just pop it on and it have is some a good fun game for a few for hours. People who don't want to get involved in something they have to play a lot of. Uh it's the rounds are short and yeah, you just get that, on play that as is long as you want. Maybe the most pleasant part is how yeah, short the rounds are. It's got that Call of Duty satisfaction of like I can just play yeah. a, a few rounds of this and be fine, but without the shittiness of Call of Duty. Um, Listen, I'm a PC gamer. I don't play Call of Duty. You take that back. Comes out on the PC. No, it doesn't. It's what? Popular, what are you saying? What? I huh? Huh? Pros play that fucking game with a controller. Anyway, um, let's move on. Sure. Let's move on. Oh, you watched I, I saw, a fun movie. I saw Clover Lane. I saw uh, Clover Lane. Tin Clover Lane Field. Clover Lane. Um, it was a right. good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I I liked it. I. I heard the ending was bad. It was pretty bad, but I'm okay I didn't mind it. it. Yeah. I didn't mind the ending really. It it clearly wasn't as good as the rest. Like that's yeah. really not up for well, just like discussion, it just totally but... like 
it totally switched gears for like 10 minutes and then it was over yeah it was weird it did I, it did shift gears but i really liked that there actually were aliens and that you know Spoilers. well it's just uh, an old movie well the fact that they called it clover cloverfield kind of yeah. gave away that which i feel like that hurts it a bit it would have been better if it was more of a mystery but like the whole time i'm thinking well i know that that this is something to do with like Cloverfield, so it's got to be some kind of like aliens or monster or whatever. But it sets it up as being like a mystery. Uh, when, so I feel like the marketing hurt it. Hurt I think it. it managed to still keep some of the mystery because Cloverfield, as far as we knew, it was just like a monster attacking a True. city. Yeah. And we start before the apocalypse and we go out into the country. Yeah. So what I was thinking is like. This guy knows that some disaster happens somewhere else, but nothing's going on here. I think it's still... They're really... I mean, they even outright admit that it was not conceived as a Cloverfield movie. That was yeah. added after. And it shows. It didn't need that element. Yeah. But I... Maybe it would have been better if there was just something less ridiculous, but still very strange outside. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I just think it gains what something from not just no being way, a normal world out there. I don't think there was any way to end that movie. That would have been satisfying. The half in the bag, I watched the half in the bag on it after I watched it, uh, and they they said that they wish it ended when she first saw like the alien ship or whatever, and she was like, I forgot what she said, but it was, she was like, oh shit, you know, like she said something like, oh boy, here we go again. That, that they could have just rolled credits there and it would have been good, but I think that would have been just as on I, I don't think that you could end that in any satisfying way. Uh, I think you could. I think what really dragged it down was just the absurd spectacle of that last bit. The length of it and the spectacle of it, Because what yeah. really, like, the development of her over that movie is how, like, resourceful she got mm-hmm. in there, and... I don't know. Maybe if she somehow outsmarted the alien and got away instead well, of did, just... Well, she threw a Molotov cocktail yeah, into his gaping mouth. It was, and, it was like super cliche and yeah. I, that might have slightly improved it if it was more of like a outsmarting but, type but of thing. But the way the, 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 the reason that movie shines is the stuff in the, oh, in the shelter absolutely. with John Goodman and all that absolutely. stuff. Obviously. He's, he's, he was really great in it and uh, I, I didn't realize... I thought that it was going to be a thing where, like, she already knew him or something, and they were kind of buddy-buddy, and then eventually their relationship broke down. But it starts out with her not trusting him, and she keeps not trusting him throughout the whole movie, which uh, was not what I was expecting, but it was it was very enjoyable. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was, it was a fun little movie. Um, very tense movie. Yeah, and it could have been... It could have felt very small and like low budget and cool, but they they ended it with some real Transformers shit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> whatever. It, it, it's good. I would recommend it to anyone. Um, so, whatever. It doesn't. The, the ending doesn't ruin it, and I didn't. Oh, it didn't, didn't even like really detract it, but, from it. It just didn't really add yeah, much. It's just not a not a very good ending. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that's it for me. Much overwatching that. Uh. I, I wish I had something to say. I don't. You've been busy. I I'm have. been busy. Uh, well, I will tell you an idea I had. I tweeted about it. But, um, like, on the drive into work, I drive an hour each way. And I've been li- wor- looking for stuff to listen to. So I've been 
uh, listening to a bunch of old Mega 64 podcasts, and um, mm. recently I decided I would try watching an anime, only listening to it, just That's like two the episodes, of what, just of two what episodes, and then do. move to a different one. So, I tried Sword Art Online. I don't know what it looks like, um, but the great thing about bad anime, and this is a, one of the things that makes this really fit, is everybody just bluntly describes everything that's going on, both <laughs> em- <laughs> both emotionally and like plot-wise. Yeah. In, like, the most obvious terms possible. Like, characters will say, Oh, I'm feeling really bad about this. Mm-hmm. And then, this guy's really strong. You know, Subtlety it sounded... Strong oh, point. no, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, so, it's dumb. I've had my fill, my ear fill. And I don't need to listen to any more. But I think it might be fun to just pop on, like, a different episode of some, like... Because anime, they usually have some ridiculous premise. And the premise is about all they have most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's just some crazy scenario, and then they stretch it into a million episodes that are all inevitably garbage. But, like, usually there's some Shit kind of slightly interesting idea behind it. I mean, yep. you need some kind of idea to get money, at least. Um, so, yeah, that's my, this is going to be my experiment to avoid... Uh, deteriorating mentally on the way you're gonna keep drives. doing that i i don't know how long i think i'll just revert to listening to podcasts maybe within t- uh, 24 hours but you know to listen to the stone cold the steve austin podcast um <laughs> oh, where he talks shit. about I, I just remember i downloaded an episode of that because i was like oh wow steve austin has a podcast i have to hear this and he starts rambling about bad drivers and how he wants to throw an orangutan orangutan an orangutan into their window while they're driving because he thinks his thinks that'd be fun. he rambles and and he's a crazy person and it's great i only listened to like one episode but speaking of crazy people i have some crazy people to fire shots at right now uh, this because we don't have much to talk about it's a slow news cycle we're looking at a slow news cycle this week so we're going to dip into a human interest story ladies and gentlemen Madam oh, VS. So, Madam VS has revealed his face for the first time. He's released like five different videos of him just filming himself making You're super noises. Invested in in this guy. It's, you know, you I was like I was in on the ground action. floor. I was in yeah. on the ground floor. Uh, so he's been doing that. Uh, there's for example like fruity pedophile song, or the sound that a tree makes. Very odd videos. Uh, but there is a conspiracy theory brewing on the level of 9-11 truthers where some people actually believe that this person on the camera is not Matt, but instead an imposter who has either hijacked Matt's account or was given Matt's account by Matt. And it sounds like a joke, but you guys can't see this. But Skippy, if you look right below us in this mumble here, you'll see two individuals who legitimately believe that this is the case. That there is a <laughs> there is a Venom Matt currently operating um, 
bushing us, if you will, uh, Neil Armstronging us. Um, it's Can I just fucking say the stupid. Names of the people below us. Yeah. In Mumble? Why not? We've got Mahmoud Ali. No, it's Mahmoud. Mahmoud Ali. Mahmoud Ali. Mahmoud. <laughs> Which is actually a good Fan name. Ninety-seven. Well, I named him that. Private <laughs> hole. And Tito. Well, Tito's cool. Tito. <laughs> Tito made that um that video about Dark Souls Three, that critique of it, that was probably needed at the time. About the fan videos. service in it. Uh, well, it's it's a good one. That one. I don't know. Either way, uh, I think it's fucking ridiculous the the, the amount of speculation you have to do to assume they sound exactly the same. You listen back to back to his song and his pedophile face song or whatever it's called, and it sounds exactly the same. But they're not joking. I've made sure. So we've got a, a standing bet now of forty bucks. On it being the real Matt with me, and they think it's an imposter, so we'll this see. This is going to turn out to be Million Dollar Extreme anyway. That is not part of the bet, because so long as it's that's the same, so money. long as it's the same Matt, I win. So. Alright. I just wanted to lay the gauntlet that's out. Your, they said, they said how are we going to make sure that you pay if you're wrong? Well, here it is, the proof, live on tape. We're filming this on tape, ladies and gentlemen. On this VHS tape is proof of our bet. So that's our little uh, our little detour for the day. Herbal the Madden BS detour. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we should clasp our hands together in prayer for a second because, you know, we need to honor a very poor, sad woman oh. who was brutally targeted... Stories. By Nintendo, a multi-billion-dollar brutally pwned <laughs> by Paper Mario. Destroyed. This is, uh, it's funny, and I, I was. Didn't to, I didn't want to bring this up. I well, already said my piece about it on Twitter. Um, it's. I think it it's just worth mentioning because it's the stupidest thing I've heard all week. It's so. really stupid. Uh, okay, so Zoe Quinn thought that. A Watergate joke in Paper Mario was about her and about Gamergate, and then yep. she uh, took it personal, and lots of people agreed with her. And now there's, it's very, very funny. Now there's lots of, over a dozen, no, it's maybe a hundred at this point, people are. Oh, hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah. We'll call definitely. it hundreds. Are trying to defend this joke in Paper Mario being about Gamergate specifically. Yeah. Nintendo up for this mentally ill narcissist. Nintendo wouldn't do this. They would not write in a joke about Gamergate in a fucking Paper well, Mario hate, game. They hate Gamergate because they they fired Allison Rapp because of Gamergate. We That's all know true. this. This is a fact. It is known. It is known that that is, is why is they known. hired her. Uh So they they clearly they clearly are Gamergaters and hate Eight women. Uh, it's it's just too. <laughs> this 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 company that makes toys for children is putting video game internet drama references in their toys. The most surprising part of this whole story is not that Zoe Quinn is a narcissist and would think something like this is about her. We already knew. And this. it's not that there's people like like the, the people coming here in defense. What really was most surprising is that there are still 
still people who are involved in Gamergate. If you look at her tweets... And, and, and there are the still people who are passionately against Gamergate. There, I guess the broader statement here is that there are still people who Gamergate features broadly in their minds. Yeah. What, what do you have to be to still Bored? be concerned about that? You have to have nothing else to do. Yeah. Well, she sure doesn't because she doesn't have a job. She gets Patreon money for a living. That's uh, a healthy profession. Yeah. Uh, the last time she updated, I checked. The last time she updated her Patreon what is was this? in March. Treehouse is garbage. The promotional Twitch thing that showed a fucking Paper Mario trailer is not Intelligence Systems, the studio who designed it. Unless I'm wrong here. But I'm pretty sure Intelligence Systems has made every Paper Mario. Whatever. The point is, who cares? What the fuck? Like, come on. I feel old now. I feel too old. You have a job now. I do. So. It sucks. It sucks. Um, I have to work, and I have yeah, to... Yeah, oh. it's real dumb. Uh, and every, uh, yeah, it's I crazy. wish I could just tweet about Gamergate all day. The, the video game industry is just a wonderful, crazy thing that uh, I love to hate. Yeah. I can feel myself growing cynical by the day. I'm already there. Yay! Okay, uh, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, this is kind of a small thing, but I, I thought it was interesting. But they were keeping the secret, apparently, I guess for legal reasons. Uh, turns out No Man's Sky, and this might have contributed to the delay. They had a small delay on the game, but kind of pretty close to its release. Uh, they had a lawsuit going on where Sky, the broadcasting corporation in Britain, yeah. was... Uh, trying to, to say that they can't use the, the the name No Man's Sky because they are Sky. So you can't use <laughs> No Man's Sky because people might confuse it with uh, the, the the British broadcasting company. Not, not the BBC, but the other one. It sucks one. that they had to settle. And they had to settle, but I don't know what the settlement... I mean, the settlement might have just been like, oh, we agree not to intrude upon each other's rights or something. Like, that shit... A lot of that stuff is literally just red tape that, oh, they have to, Sky has to sue them so that they can set precedent for when someone actually does have a misleading use of the word Sky. So maybe the settlement wasn't actually, like, a big deal. But apparently it did lock up the developer for a while, and he was, like, really relieved to, to have it over with. So that's Yeah, kind of sad. he said, um, this. these are the same folks who made Microsoft change SkyDrive to OneDrive, yeah. so it was pretty serious. Yeah, um, but on that one, at least it makes a little more sense, because it's like, okay... It doesn't it's really... It's still a stretch, but <laughs> SkyDrive, I could see someone conceivably confusing that with the Sky, the other Sky company, because it's just called SkyDrive. Uh, it's still kind of ridiculous, but No Man's Sky is, is more than a stretch. It's just completely absurd. But But yeah, I think it's one of those cases where it's like, if you're a trademark holder and you're a large corporation, Speaking a of, lot of times your legal team just does everything in their power to... That sounds really great on the microphone. Yeah, I bet. A lot of times your legal, your legal team does everything in its power to try to defend your trademark just to set precedent for when someone actually tries to uh, profit off of it. But whatever. Yeah. It's legal shit. Um, you know, on the game itself, though, No Man's Sky... I'm worried about. I, I never really cared all that much about it. Um, it just kind of looked neat, but you know, we're all afraid. We're all afraid that there's nothing it. to do. Yeah. It doesn't look like there's anything to do in the game. 
really. And uh, I, what can they add, really? From the beginning, so here's the thing. Like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm unique in this, but from the beginning, I never expected anything out of that game beyond, oh, it's a cool procedurally generated space exploration game. That's it. Everything I, around that is... I think that's what it is, too. Yeah, I but, think that is what it is. However, um, the people who are really excited for it kind of are looking at it like a Star Citizen type of game. Yeah, where, always, well, those people think of Star Citizen well, that way, too. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, wrong. what other game developer has gone on Stephen Colbert's show and advertised it? Like, it's it's gotten so big yeah. just because of how beautiful the presentation it has, is. It has some mainstream... Uh, credibility that maybe it doesn't deserve because people think it's something that it isn't but I think if you've been following it from the beginning it's they've never implied that it's anything more than just it's just a cool exploration I, game I agree like a survival element of some sort in it but like I agree and if it was me making it I would never decline the opportunity to go on Stephen Colbert I don't think <laughs> yeah. it's Sean Murray yeah. is it Sean yeah Sean Either Murray way. seems like a really good yeah. guy I don't think it's his fault at all that the perception of it is the way it is. Yeah. But I think when it actually comes out, it's going to be seen as not having achieved what it wanted to do when it may have, because I don't think it's as broad a game as people are kind of expecting. I think some people I will know. be disappointed with it, but I think for the most part, it's not part, a game I want to see fail. Yeah. I, I don't. Well, I, I know it won't fail. It's going to or sell be well. seen as a failure. But yeah, a lot of people are. I think. I think you're right. I think a lot of people will be disappointed in it. But I think for the most part, the people who've been following it all along realize what it is. True and, fans. And there's the definitely like, fans out there. There's definitely they've they have come out and said like, oh well, there's stuff in here that we haven't shown because the whole point of the game is that you're you're exploring and you're uncovering things. And so we don't want to show too much of it because that kind of defeats the whole purpose of the game. Uh, so I think that there is some stuff in there. It's just that, yeah, a lot of people in their minds, like it's the Oya or the or Star Citizen, it's like they want it to be something that it can't be. Uh, but I, those people are unreasonable and they deserve to be disappointed. So there you go. I kind and of there's hope... other people who are just super negative about it because I don't think they they have been following it. And so they they see what you see of like people being getting overhyped about it and they they instantly draw the conclusion that oh it's this shit thing that that has been marketing itself as something it isn't and that it's it's overblown and and so they go super negative with it which i don't think it deserves um i haven't played starbound in a few years and i did play like an update that it had and it added like this cosmic gate thing it was this place that you could warp to that was this huge gate that was clearly constructed by some ancient alien civilization. It was massive and all kind of you know, creepy cosmic horror kind of thing. And the point was that you would like slowly, as you explored the whole universe, work toward opening that. That was added in totally after the fact, and mm -hmm. I'm not even sure if they ever finished it and actually added a way to open it. You never but, know with those early access games. They can just stop exactly. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but I kind of hope that No Man's Sky has some element like that. I hope that there is something to it. Not like a story. I don't want a central story. Yeah. But I want something to kind of build to. Some I kind of underlying purpose to the because exploration. Because they, they've said from the beginning that, well, not necessarily multiplayer, it has a kind of a shared world and the whole 
I guess the the goal is to get to the center of the galaxy to find what's there. So there's something there. There's something to be found. Um, I don't think it's it's not just going to be you wander around completely pointless without any anything to find or any goal. Looking at different color animals and plants. Uh, yeah, uh, but I do think that's going to be you know the the main thing of the game. That's what you're doing is just wandering around doing your thing, like so many other games have done with like crafting and all that shit. Uh, and yeah, apparently there's something to find in the center of the galaxy. Maybe there's some sort of uh, uh, vague world building that they've done where there's like a story of something but who knows um all i know is like there's no point in getting your hopes up because to me from the from the original concept i've always been really interested in it and pretty excited for it but not because i'm expecting it to be anything it isn't like i'm not expecting star citizen out of this or whatever star citizen claims to be um we have we even seen any star citizen footage in the last year so what i hear is that they they are still putting out constant updates and and video updates of like oh here's our latest tech and all that stuff here's a video tutorial on how to scam millions of people yeah it just i i, I still don't trust it at all one and I update still think, at a time i still think it's going to be this thing where it's like this this frankenstein thing of all these little elements that separate people designed they even they just, call them modules yeah modules which and, and everyone says well at the end they're gonna all, they're gonna put it all together and it's just gonna work that's not i'm no game developer but that doesn't seem like how video games work to me. Uh, I yeah, I I think that they're they're legitimately making something. Whether it's going to work at all, I have serious doubts. Uh, I'm they'll make it to something that they call 1.0 and they'll release it. They'll when did release this it shit start? When did they a while begin ago. this? What year? Two two and a half years ago, maybe. Two and a half. I don't wasn't know, that's only just an that, estimate. I, I thought it was I longer. No it wasn't, wasn't that long ago. I mean, like, because the, the, the whole Kickstarter craze wasn't that long ago. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we got Kojima's new game before we got Star Citizen. I wouldn't either. Um, <laughs> and that is, that's saying something. Well, I mean, but like I said, I think I think they're going to... they're Something, is is, happens, it's not going to disappear. I don't what, think it's well, going to disappear. What happens with all those games where they keep the development open and they let you play unfinished parts of the games is that they, they they choose an arbitrary point that they call 1.0 which is always far 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 before it would be if you didn't have people already used to what the standard the low standard that you've set with the unfinished game uh so maybe we'll get a 1.0 before kojima's next game but it won't be 2011 by the way jesus christ Five years? How delusional do you have to be to have any hope for this? <sighs> it has a dynamic economy, an open world, writes Wesley Yin Pool in 2012. You know, it doesn't seem like all that long ago when we were talking about it hitting the 100 million mark, and I think now it's at like 120 million or something. Oh, that's just... They call it 2.4 now, by the way. The game is not out, and they're calling it 2.4. There you go. Oh, it's just so odd. It's so odd. It's I like a totally. They, I think they completely scrapped their first-person shooter thing that they were like apparently close to. But it was gameplay. It was they were showing us gameplay. Remember? Yeah. Well, I'm sure that they it. just totally scrapped a bunch of working, functioning gameplay, and it wasn't just bullshit the whole time, like the entire project. I'm certainly not saying that. 
I'm not. Like, but I'm God not going is. As far as saying it's a scam. Nah, but God would say that. <laughs> Peter at Heaven's Gate would call it a scam. Uh, Look. No, I mean, I, I okay. don't know if. Legal disclaimer. We have no evidence one way or another if Star Citizen is a scam. However, it is the opinion of Skip and Mike that yeah, God would probably send Star Citizen's developers to hell <laughs> for uh, scamming people. <laughs> I don't know if there's malicious intent, but they are selling a product that people think that they're buying, which isn't doesn't actually exist. That's, that's what I think is happening, and... Uh, I think maybe they genuinely believe they can make what they say they're making, but I think they're wrong. Uh, yes. And we talked about the Destiny comparison, how Destiny had such a larger budget and was so much less ambitious yeah. and still failed. Way less ambitious well, I guess, than people thought it would be. I guess it succeeded at what it was trying to be now that we see the numbers, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Depressing. That's all I can say. Uh, okay, I do want to talk about something that's not depressing, though. I've been playing more Rhythm Heaven. One of the few things I've had time to do is play Rhythm Heaven. You ruined a really good transition we had into other news, but but go ahead. Do we? Okay. Going. Well, you know what? I've really been loving this Rhythm Heaven game. And I want to talk about it in slightly more detail than last time, because I've kind of had time to piece together mm -hmm. why it's different and better in some ways. So, the first half of the game... Maybe not half, but the first good chunk of the game is bogged down in just, a, like, grinding, almost. They have easier versions of songs from the other games. So the game itself is called Mega Mix. It's a mixture of rhythm games from every game in the series. Yeah. And the way it works is that each tier is four games large instead of five. And you work up not to a remix but to a new game, just from the 3DS version. So you play, like, one from the Game Boy, one from the DS, one from the Wii, and one from, you know, an original Interesting. one. Interesting, okay. And at first, the versions of the songs that you're playing from the older games, with some exceptions, are not the original songs. They're dumbed-down versions of the original games. So one of the first mini-games in the game is Air Rally, you know, the ba-bam-bam-bam. But it's this very dumb, I don't even know what it is. It's a completely different melody. They're flying over, like, Egypt or something. It's just a totally generic song that you're doing it to. It's not exciting at all. Um, and that's true of most of the games that they show you in the first, like, three tiers or so. So I was really disappointed at first. I thought that, one, they had, cha they had removed the original Air Rally when I started playing. Thankfully, that game ended with the cat saying... I'll see you again later. Ah, okay. And so that's when I got a little, you know, excited. But still, even though I knew better games were coming, it was disappointing that, like, the first chunk of it is just boring melodies. And the other games, even though they were harder and less accessible to new players, they would still hook you with just the quality of the rhythms and the, yeah. the melodies. And that's just not there in the beginning of Megamix. However, as it goes on... It's become easily the best game in the series. They bring all the old games back. The original games for the 3DS are far and away the most consistently great games in the series. The sumo one, the the bear who's just devouring donuts and cake as he like 
cries and all of his tears are like animated like a Studio Ghibli movie where they're like massive pools of grief just pouring down his face as he scourges himself on donuts. It's like great. It's amazing. Um, and the post-game content, each Rhythm Heaven game sort of ends two-thirds of the way in. They'll have like Remix 7 and then the credits roll. And then after that, there's harder versions of everything and then a Remix 10 at the end. Mm-hmm. So I call that like the post-game and this has the best post game. The post game probably accounts for half of the content this time. Mm. There's that's when it brings back the original games. It's when it adds additional harder versions of those games and has um, you know, just some of the best remixes in the whole series. I love this game a lot. Uh, I'm currently working through perfecting every song in the game cuz I I just have to and I yeah. really want to. Um, I've already Oh, yeah, one thing I want to mention. I won't waste all, everybody's time about this for too long. But uh, a nice little addition is the skill star system, where instead of just going for a perfect and a gold medal, there's also a side challenge where one particular beat of the song, you have to hit dead-on, frame-perfect exactly. And you only have to do it once, but it still adds just an additional thing to go for if you're replaying a song. It yeah. feels like there's some challenge to it other than just experiencing it again. You'll actually like tense up before that beat comes on, and you'll try to yeah. nail it dead on. And it just feels really good to actually hit it. So I think, overall, it's the best game in the series. And just because of how it's a mixture of all the others, it's a great one to start with. So I recommend it to anybody. All right. Mega Mix. Okay, now let's b- dive back into the mud. Let's get back so into the... The di- wanted- Let's go diarrhea wrestling, Skippy. How about that? The perfect transition that you ruined uh, was that we were talking about Kickstarters that took a long time that are, are failures or and or scams, and yet we didn't transition into a Mighty Number no. Nine, which was released this week, to, uh, to expectedly <laughs> bad results. Uh, what a game! Apparently. There's a lot of issues with Mighty Number no. Nine. Uh, Mastu Denton says Mighty Number no. Two came out because it's shit. You get it? It's it's apparently breaking some consoles. Uh, Wait, really? Like, is it actually breaking? Like breaking them? them? Yeah, that's what I've heard. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, it doesn't run well. Like, if you get, I guess you can get it on PC and. Uh, even though it looks terrible, it also has a bad frame rate. Uh, you can tell just by like watching videos of it, like, oh wow, that's that's not running very well, which would be a pretty important factor to a fast-paced side-scrolling game. Um, it is apparently not fun. It's just a, not a good game. Uh, it looks worse than its concept footage, which was released seven days after its Kickstarter was successful. It, allegedly, it's probably not even real. I, I mean, it, well, it's concept footage. I mean, it's kind of like, oh, here's what we're aiming for. But it was clearly a 3D-generated thing that that didn't look amazing, but whatever. It, the way it, it was phrased was like, the, this is what it. we managed to do in seven days. Imagine what we can do with... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of impression you get, but then you see the final result, and it's significantly worse. Um, like, you should look at side-by-sides. It's incredible. Uh, Only Wednesday music says it crashes consoles, but the bricking was deconfirmed. Oh, okay. So it just crashes. That seems right. more likely. That would be yeah. 
an impressive layer if it actually did brick yeah. consoles. Yeah, I figured that might be a rumor. But I hadn't heard of any games yet that have bricked modern consoles. Yeah. Um, and yeah, though it would so be a good first. These, after all these terrible reviews that have coming out, that are coming out, and all the all the bad shit surrounding it, uh, the developer was bold enough to get on a live stream and do an interview, and. Uh, Inafune or just somebody from Comsets? Uh, I, I don't know who it was. Um, but he he was taking questions from the community and someone, I guess, asked something about, like, what's your response to all the negative negativity surrounding the game? He said, And he said, it's he literally said these words, it's better than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know, oh, people have their issues wow. with it, it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. And, ooh, that did not go over super well uh, with the internet, and the official Sonic Twitter account that that tweeted, made my tweeted day. a mocking tweet about it being better there's, than nothing. There's nothing better than than Corporate Sonic Eve? official Sonic the Hedgehog himself making a smug tweet at you. I love the hypocrisy of it. I saw some people told me that this was a joke. I'm not sure. That the official Sonic Twitter account is self-aware enough to make this joke, but uh, they are. It's in the bio. We love memes. It's clearly it's easy enough. I guess you like if you're if you're a big game company. You make bad games too. Because there hasn't been a good Sonic game in years. Because so long as they don't do it like explicitly, then you know. I guess. I thought that was giving it too much credit. I thought it was just being. I thought it was just making a meme joke because that was the thing that everyone else was doing on the internet. Um, but who knows? Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much about exactly as much of a disaster as everyone thought it would be. It ends with a credit sequence that lasts four hours because it slowly scrolls through every single backer, including four the anonymous hours? ones. Four. There's a YouTube video of it. Four hours of credits. Angry Joe was right. What did Angry Joe say? He when he was talking about how long uh, Ground Zeroes is. Four hours. He slowed it down because it was so epically funny. Great. Uh, so yeah, my number nine. Apparently not very good. Shocking. The world held its breath. Yeah. Okay. What's this about David Cage? Oh, this was. This isn't this week's news. I think this is last week's news. It has to do with E3. But you know David Cage's thing that he showed at E3, the Detroit. Cyber, what looked like a, uh, it looked like a um, Blade Runner kind of setting, where androids are very human-like, and you play as like an android negotiator or investigator or both. Did you not see that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, and so he was talking about his game, which I thought the concept looked neat, but it's David Cage, so, ugh. but um, he was uh. He was talking about his idea behind the game, specifically talking about what made it unique. And he said, "These were, he, he kept repeating this, apparently to multiple interviewers, saying, referencing Blade Runner and saying, it's not like Blade Runner, you see, because the humans are actually maybe not the good guys, and the androids might actually be the good guys. Blade Runner definitely didn't touch and on so anything it like twists, that. And so it twists what you might expect, so it's not like Blade Runner. He is so... Totally unlike Blade Runner. He is so... Out of touch. It's it, it's unbelievable. Um, I just thought that was hilarious, and that's all I have to say about it. 
I don't know if that counts as news, but it's fucking hilarious. Uh, okay. I wish someone who was better at making a story and a video game was making that concept, which is really cool. It's like L.A. Noir in a Blade Runner setting sounds fucking amazing. Maybe that's what Cyberpunk will be by CD Projekt. That, that could be good. Um, maybe that's wishful thinking. Maybe that's what Prey 2 could have been. So tell me about this Beyond Cars. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Criterion was making a game for EA. Criterion are the people who made, like, Burnout Paradise. They've made some good games. Uh, they're making a game that I was looking forward to, which was called... I think it was, this was just the uh, code name of it, but it was called Beyond Cars. They showed it at, I think, last year's E3. Uh, and it's just, like... It looked like it was just, like, off-roading and stuff, like dirt bikes and four-wheelers and stuff like that. It, Mike is on the phone while, while we're doing this I'm podcast. I'm not. I was listening to a message. Uh, that, that's much better. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it looks like it was just like off-roading and stuff. Um, simple concept, but I thought it would be fun because it's Criterion. They shut it down. EA shut it down so that they could make a Star Wars game instead, and I was really disappointed by that. Much better use of everyone's resources. They're making, apparently, a lot of Star Wars games at E3, and I can't really blame them because, holy shit, it's Star Wars, and they own those One of them so looked use them. so bad. I don't even know what it was exactly. It looked like a smartphone game. It might have been. I, I, I don't remember much of the footage from that. It was mostly just interviews with developers and stuff. But, um, but yeah, they've got, like, literally maybe a dozen different teams on Star Wars games at the moment. Um, it's kind of crazy. But it's, it's fucking Star Wars, so of course they are. Um, I think that's it for news from me. That's it for Habs? That's for the Habs. I'm a lot of Habs. Um, well... I think that might be it for this week, then. Yeah. Guys, thank you for watching. Uh, next week, we will manufacture more news for your ears. Push to shout. Signing out. Goodbye. Houston.